Hello and welcome to this. I have no idea what episode this is. <laughs> it's definitely in the twenties, yeah. Yeah, I'd say I'd say maybe thirties. No, forties, no, fifties even. It's episode twenty-one. <laughs> episode twenty-one. Hello and welcome to episode twenty-one. Of the Nevergreen Podcast, and it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Um, as usual, we're joined by you know two regular hosts. It's true. And we are the regulars, and we're here to serve you. Yes. And yes. my name is Josh Phipps. For anybody who was wondering, we've got Josh Phipps, who's actually the main character in my short film, The Broken Canvas. Yep. How are you today, Josh? You know, since the canvas broke, uh, I've been a little bit up and down. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, as you should be, you're the one that fucking broke it. But you know what? I ruined your life. You did ruin my life. Um, you know, it, he, this guy wished everybody a Merry Christmas. Except, except me. you. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he tagged me in uh, fucking Facebook posts nonstop almost for about two years. Um... Not on my account, though. On Hector's account. No, of course, you know, on on Hector's account. And, and, you know, that actually drove me to a point in my life where I I contemplated, is this life even worth living? But, uh, you know, here I am today. We're on the podcast, and I'm feeling good. Okay, I'm glad to hear it. We also have our other regular co-host, Hector, me, hello. It's Hector. Now he's he might not talk that much this this episode because apparently he's uh, he's lost his energy. He's lost yeah. his energy. Yeah, I mean, but I'll still be here. You know, yeah, with with, with everyone. You know, in yeah. spirit. He'll always be here. Same kind of pizzazz. I always I I want to let the audience know, and this is a first for the Nevergreen podcast. Mm. I'm slightly drunk. Uh, I've done. A, I'll, I'll be honest with you, audience. I've done a lot of episodes high. <laughs> I did a lot of episodes smoking a ton of weed, but this is the first one on alcohol. As we all have. To As be we honest. all have. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. similar, isn't it? No. Well, no. Just uh, intoxicated. Aren't no, you? it's completely different. It's just so different. It's so different. What are you talking about, dude? You have been high. You've been drunk. I know. You I mean, should know at this point the difference between being high and being there's drunk. There's a reason I preferred being high to being drunk. Everybody there's a prefers huge being difference. High to being drunk. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I'd say. Either way, you're just intoxicated wildly. Uh, so, so you mean to tell me at the same time that the intoxication you get from, I don't know, a substance like pff, fucking cocaine is the same as the intoxication you get from the substance of... Like, well, no, because that's an upper, whereas both weed and alcohol are downers, so they're slightly uh, similar. Weed isn't weed always a downer, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Weed smoking, can totally be an upper. Are you smoking sativa or are you smoking indica? Because I mean, both of them are pretty, like, still, like, relatively, mm-hmm. like, downers. No, that just you shows how much you know about smoking weed. Yeah. I mean, if you smoked loads... You don't know shit. Yeah, exactly. You smoked loads. Yeah, did you ever once ask me what is the difference between sativa and indica? I know no, what of the course difference you didn't. is. Okay, what, what is a sativa, though? Well, the different the difference is one is supposed to give you like a buzz and make you feel energized. In other words, like an upper, a, a heady high. An upper. I, I always thought, wow, that's just fucking like it's like apples and oranges. What fucking yeah, well, you you that's that's you. That's high why dopey. can't fruit be compared? Yeah, you have a weird <laughs> reaction to drugs anyway. This but, man hates acid but loves mushrooms. 
I don't hate acid. I just prefer mushrooms. Really? Like, mushrooms who's, 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 who's the person that's never had a good trip on acid out of all three of us? Yeah, but it's then that boy. I realized every time I've had a bad one was because it was during, like, nighttime. I've realized maybe if I tried acid during the daytime, as, as we did doing mushrooms, then maybe it would be different. I just want to confirm quickly that you are recording on that. Yeah. Because if the entire audio is from this, you two will not be heard well. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's here. I can see it. I can see it. Okay, going. good. But, you know, since um, all of those times long past, you know, um, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm pretty much sober, except for, you know, alcohol. Yeah. Um, Bradley's the same. Yeah, I haven't smoked in... It's October now. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, My last been... smoke was in March. Yeah. It's good, man. April, that's, May, that's June, really July, August, September. So over six months. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, for me, it's been a little bit shorter than that. But at the same time, I've spaced mine out quite, quite evenly. Um, there's been oh some ups and downs. no, no, it was May. They both can. Um, it was May. Yeah. So June, July, yeah, August, September. I it was a little bit shorter than that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> almost, I haven't smoked in about almost two five years. Oh, shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. You're about six months. Yeah. I ain't smoked in two years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I smoked four four. Yeah. So you I, know. I smoked since I was fifteen. I'm oh, twenty-two okay. now. So. Yeah. He's yeah. old. He's an I old am. man. I'm getting, I'm getting up there, man. Um. We just watched a great movie. We we did, we and, did, and it's it's actually a testimony to to filmmaking. To filmmaking, to be honest. Um, <laughs> do you want to do you want to what, what what was it called again, Bradley? Because it's called Two Thousand and Five's Double Down by Neil Breen. Neil Breen. The, Neil Breen, the Mean Machine. <laughs> mean Machine, the uh, dramatic artist of film, the master. Of acting, the modern day Tommy Wiseau of film production, editing, uh, location design, sound design, catering, casting, literally all of these things. You can check the credits he did himself. Yeah, and so, that's just for the first film. I bet the more films we watch of his, because he has got more, we're gonna see a lot more of his name in the credits. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, it was terrible. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. it no, was, no, it was it was, a, it was a, the worst film I've ever seen. It Dark might have shit. been the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> I I I I don't know. I, I've seen no. Like, obviously, if I was to wait, yeah, it's an actual movie. It's awful. Of course. But honestly, that was one of the best bad movies I've ever watched. I, yeah. I I don't even think I'd say that. I think the Amazing Bulk funnier. Tom, the, you know, Tommy Wiseau's stuff more enjoyable. Well, you can't this beat one, the room. This one was no. like just like so 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 shit it was just shit and it, I was just like cringing the whole way through so much stuff didn't make sense I will like... say so for the audience we made a drinking game out of it yeah and honestly yeah I can definitely say that that made it better uh, uh, I think watching this sober would be quite the experience yeah, as, as a testimony we're all pretty waved so it's like you know we yeah we, it had to have been a good drinking game therefore it had to have been a really awful movie for us to be and he has at least level. four films he's probably got another one out there that i haven't heard of i'll even check Where ideally ideally we should have gotten through all four of these movies and then made the podcast because that yes. would have been that would have instead been we'll, we'll do an episode for each for each oh god i mean i will say i got more genuine laughs out of like uh, morbius just because morbius was like he you know, does have a fifth film he has a fifth film. Yes. 
So he has made a film in 2005, 2009, 2015, 2016, 2018, and technically one in 2020. But it's not a real film. Uh, what does that mean? All right, so if this is a real film... Is it a short film? N- <laughs> <laughs> it's five hours and 40 minutes. Oh, what? Right, okay, so it's five hours and 40 minutes are just comprised of, of, of stock footage. So no, no, no. Movie. So it's him... T- Talking about how he made the other five films, right? Because we couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't tell. No, it's not a commentary track. It's a retrospective. We couldn't tell how he made the other five films. We couldn't. There's so much mystery. (laughs) Guess to ourselves. Oh, this is probably how he did all of this. No, no. Of course, he had to make a film about his genius and how he made them. A five-hour, forty-minute. That's mean. That means he's he talked about each film for at least. An hour. So I think what we should do is, you know, one one of these times after we've finished watching all of these films is that we should watch this commentary for five hours. Actually, you know, to be fair, no. to give him fairness, I actually think that's reasonable. Being able to talk about each movie for about an hour or just over an hour, well, to be fair, that is reasonable. What movie could you make that you wouldn't be able to spend an hour talking about it? Well, that's the like, idea of the commentary some, track. There'd be, there'd be something yeah. to The talk idea about. of the commentary track is to, you know, to speak about how you made, well, from the director's commentary track, to speak about how you made the movie throughout the movie. If yeah. it was five hours about one of the movies, now that would be insane. That would be. That then would again, there, be are, there, are video essays on, there are video essays yeah. on YouTube that, that are that long for. <laughs> For movies. <laughs> yeah, but that, people do five-hour videos on anything. <laughs> like, uh, the YouTuber Mauler did a five-hour video on Doctor Strange 2. Oh. I made it through two hours. Here's the thing with that video. God, he loves to repeat himself. He, he really does. As most commentary tracks do. Yeah. So it's not, it's like, not a commentary track. It's a video essay. What yeah. was that one about Doctor Who that was like ridiculous amount of time oh what the one yeah 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 that's jay exley's the fall of doctor who was that for one episode or was that for like a series that's for jodie whittaker oh just for jodie whittaker just for jodie whittaker six hours for just just jodie whittaker yeah i think that's a little bit too much time to waste on jodie whittaker not gonna lie well (laughs) as an actress i'd disagree (laughs) well no as an actress sure you do you but at the same time as a uh as a as a work of script as a work of film six hours Nah, wouldn't waste that much time in my life. I don't know. I, I, I mean, Doctor Who's getting off into a different track. Uh, as the audience will know, as you two will know, I could talk for hours about Doctor Who. Of course you could. But I could talk. For, I could easily talk for six hours about Doctor Neil Who. This is Neil Breen. This is Neil Breen. <laughs> this is the Neil Breen if we're talking about, if we're talking about, you know, this is the double uh, down episode. Double down. If we're talking about the pure uh, eraticism, the pure fucking spontaneity. The randomness of Neil Breen. There's just so much, so many questions. And this is the thing. This is is why I would put Morbius, right? Which Mm. everybody knows my thoughts on Morbius. I would put Morbius higher than Neil Breen's Double Down. Easily. Yeah, of course. Of course, because I got more genuine laughs out of Morbius than I did out of... the, the, The majority of the hilarity of... Double Down was just the fact that I kept asking why, why, well, what is it? To be fair, though, they how? are they are very different films, and not yeah, just course, in ter- no, not yeah. ju- no, no, not in just terms of like the story elements. I well, just that mean was like two thousand five versus two thousand twenty two. But I mean the fact that like Morbius is so funny because it's like a sh- 
a bl- it's supposed to be a blockbuster studio film. Yeah, but it's just a meme. Yeah, exactly. Well, fucking Double Down is, you know, that's I, an independent film. What is... What do you think the budget for, for, for Double Down was? Why don't we go on to IMDb? IMDb it. Oh, I'll check Although, it. If you were to guess, okay. how do you think it is? As a guess, I'm I'm going to guess... 100,000. Really? You're going to go that high? I, I, I was going to go for like 20,000. I yeah. would say... Actually, yeah, all of the cast was I would really say 70,000, if that. Okay, so we got, 70, we got 20,000, 70,000, 20, and 100,000. Yeah. I will check. And if it's any more than 100,000, it was a money laundering scheme, and we all know it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's as far as you can get with it. But, okay, so as far as, like, films go, 2005, right? I actually think that 2005, the early 2000s, were a great year for film. Um, you actually had, like, a lot of really good stuff coming out then. With even, like, really good CGI and, and, and everything like this. Great storylines. I mean, fucking, uh, you know, the Batman Begins was made in 2005. First Batman blockbuster. I mean, Spider-Man 2 is 2004. Yeah, well, close enough, you know. So yeah. it's like, so it's like you know, these films are being made 2005. This is the, the standard of quality of production that's being made in 2005. And then you, you get uh, Double Down, right? Shot on 100% 35mm film, which must have cost them a fortune, even in 2005. Uh, it's even more expensive nowadays, but 35mm film, 2005. Alright, so I, I, I couldn't find it on IMDb, so I googled it. Yeah. And apparently, Neil Breen has never disclosed how much he spent on any of his films. <laughs> so we can all agree it was probably a money laundering scheme. Right. And... Okay, so but so when I found that out, I did an extra bit of googling. So, it ha- I believe it had to have been more than twenty thousand. Yeah. Because Kevin Smith shot the film Clerks, which is black and white, and looks visually worse than this for twenty thousand. So it had to have yeah. been more, more money than Clerks, in my opinion. Yeah. Plus, again, shot on thirty-five millimeter film. Thirty-five millimeter yeah. film. Back when Tommy Wiseau oh, so shot it. Neil is now 63. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Wow. So, so to put it into perspective, Tommy Wiseau shot The Room on digital HD and 35mm yeah. film. And he spent millions of dollars on that. It would have probably cost Yeah, but he had loads of shooting days and loads yeah, of locations. Yeah, yeah. More At the same time, though, 35mm film. Nowadays, fucking, you, you just, you can't do it without a big budget film. Like, you just, it really can't be done. So, even in 2005, it was still exponentially expensive to shoot on 35mm film. Yeah. So, how much, right? Tommy Wiseau, The Room, spent millions yeah. to make The Room on 35mm and HD. So, how much did Neil Breen spend? I refuse to believe it's millions. See, I feel spend, like if... Well, he if, won't disclose it, so... If, if he won't disclose I it, I feel like that's probably because he's ashamed at how cheap they did it for. Or I would imagine yeah. so. It was shot on Fuji. He seems film, like though. quite like a prideful guy that thinks he's the coolest, most awesome man in the world. So he doesn't want anyone to know. How to well, so, no, that's just his character. No, no, <laughs> yeah. come on, let's be real. That's him in I, person. I, the the way that we saw him, you know, bumble, bumbling about the the desert, I f- refuse to believe that he thinks he's cool because that that's not the movements of somebody who thinks. Right. He's, but only but, only one ma- only one type of man could make a movie that is f- the star actor is him. It's produced by him directed by him <laughs> casted by him written by him yeah Tommy all, Wiseau all over the he did the, the Tommy Wiseau <laughs> so he and has to just think he's the most awesome man in the whole world <laughs> I, 
I'm the owner now. I just think I just think I just think he he if you shot it all on thirty five millimeter and and we're not just talking about Kodak by the way we're talking about Fujifilm yeah and Fujifilm is a step above Kodak Fujifilm like any like a Fuji fan a Fuji camera a Fujinon uh, film camera you know medium format especially they were more expensive than Kodak all the time always so. It not only was a 35 millimeter, it was it was 35 millimeter Fujifilm, which I would say is a little bit more expensive than your regular 35 millimeter Kodak. So. Okay, just just for the audience's sake, so I don't think we can explain the plot double down, but I just I honestly I honestly the the like the review that you gave of the plot I don't even know if that was actually what the plot was supposed to be because I was so I didn't actually even well, know I can re- what I can was I can reiterate it you you can you but I just searched on reddit and someone did ask you know can someone explain the plot of this movie and I just want to give this this comment that someone replied so according to redditor tickstart this is the plot of double down and afterwards Daniel can correct where he could be wrong. The best undercover soldier agent spy the government has ever had has his fiance murdered because that's how you get to somebody and crush their spirit. However, Neil has got the world by the balls because he invented <laughs> half the systems. The, oh, sec- yes. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. secret systems and her satellites, parabolas, force fields and tuna. He is hired by governments all over the world to do things, and he is a philanthropist, giving millions of dollars to orphanages. Oh, yeah. He also sells and produces biological weapons. He can do anything from his brilliant setup. He is about to attack the Las Vegas Strip, but he has a change of heart, though, because he loves his country. It's his country. He then has a lecture about how dangerous chemical weapons are and how nuclear weapons are nothing. And then he smears Anfax on a guy's forearm. <laughs> <laughs> Questions? <laughs> uh, Where was he wrong? So he wasn't really wrong, right? But the way the way I see it, and this this is just based off my very limited recollection of the film, because well I, drunk. I think I blocked most of it out. Um, <laughs> right. So it's, it's a guy the in a car. Way, it's the only way you can survive it's a, to it's block a, most it's, of it. It's a, it's a guy in a Mercedes specifically, right? And uh, he's wandering about the desert in a fever dream and a, a Ferrari fever at trip, one point and a Ferrari at one point. Sorry, oh, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. Right, with some laptops that aren't turned on and a satellite dish that's poking out the back of his Mercedes. At least two satellites. At least two satellite <laughs> dishes, right? And and you know which he looks back and forth. And I think it was five laptops. Five laptops, yes, that weren't turned on at all. Never. Um, never he has the a wife that film. might be dead. Might be not. I might, might be a just, porn star. Might be a porn star, but most likely a porn star. He has uh, a connection with his, uh, you know, younger self that might also just be some <laughs> random child that he's abducted. As well as her younger as self. As well as her younger self, which is another child that he's abducted. There is a mystical rock, which is obviously fool's gold, which you can buy at any souvenir <laughs> shop for about three ninety nine an ounce. He cures the little girl's brain, brain cancer, brain cancer. Um, but not the same little girl. And, 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 this no, is a different no, little girl. No, no, no. This is a little. This is a different little girl. Just who is never mentioned again. Yeah, her and her family just, are never mentioned again. No, no it's just. It is. It is what it is. Um, and he. He. So he spends his time, you know, uh, uh, planning on a way to destroy the the Las Vegas Strip, 
which he does, yeah. might I add, as we see through the collection of stock footage of Las Vegas burning. Of forest fires. Forest fires. I think 9-11 might be thrown in 9-11's thrown in there. And, uh, you know, which he's done. He has done this because he smeared the anthrax on Yeah, the but at the same time, he was stopping But it. he also had a change of heart at the same time and said, yes, I'm going to stop this terrorist attack, which wasn't me at all. No, definitely not, which... He, you know, it was. And he, he, he went yeah. to a senator so and the calls, head of Secret he Service. He calls the senator of Secret Service, uh, FBI, CIA, and he says, and they're all like, you know, code orange, code orange, and then one of them's like, no, 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 fuck that. This, That's is, code this, is, code red. this is code red right here. We need to evacuate and the hotel strip. The hotels. No, 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 not not just Las Vegas. He, he just says, we need to evacuate the, the hotels. hotels. <laughs> the hotel strip. Nothing else in Las Vegas, just the hotels. And, um... And, and yeah, that's basically that's basically the plot of the movie until uh, something happens. How did it end? There is a homeless guy yeah. in, a, in, a, in a cave, which is the same cave that Who we've seen. Might be a terrorist. Might because be a terrorist yeah, because, because, because it's he does say he, looks he does like say now this guy definitely looks like a terrorist. Um, <laughs> at which point, you know, he kills the guy. No, no, but the guy, he's not dead. The guy he smashes not, his head on a rock. No, he smashes his head on a rock, but then he's alive later on. Yeah, uh, and he comes back and, to give him the rock, and you know, and Neil Neil Breen is like, well, you know, I've learned my lesson. I'm gonna drive off into what, the. What is my motivation? Where are you? Where are you? This is my country. I love my country. And as he, you know, you know, smashes his laptop to pieces, I suppose that somewhere along the way he learned the lesson that, you know, maybe you shouldn't. Uh, you know, assassin and facts, but uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, somewhere along the way, he learns that you know, um, a bag of flour containing anthrax, you know, releasing that onto the population might not be such a good idea. So you know, he he goes to because he loves his country. He does love his country. So you know, he's he, won every medal, every he's medal, every, every medal. medal on his denim jacket. You know, he could drop his, an EMP bomb on any city at any time. His he double denim outfit. You know, wearing his purple heart and all, all of this fucking shit. And you know, he calls up the senators and he's like, "Hey, hey, look, buddy. You know, uh, I'm gonna stop a major terrorist th- like threat." That I created by I'm a terrorist. Which which he did by fucking releasing the anthrax on He just rubbed it on some fucking guys. Some random guy. And he was like, They never see me coming. They never even (laughs) they never even hear. I'm gonna Yeah, let me just let me just rub this down. Uh, Oh yeah, no, they didn't even see me coming, I said as I rubbed it all over him. Um I'm and, you know, so sneaky. <laughs> and, you know, he decides that somewhere along the way this probably isn't the best idea, so he smashes all five of his laptops um, as he continues on this bad food. He unscrews his satellite dishes. You know, he, um, uh, he kept yeah. doing that. He got a wrench, and he kept, like, unwrenching, like, where Nothing. there wasn't anything <laughs> yeah. to wrench on the satellite. There were no bolts on it at all, but he was just, like, using his wrench. While also running up and down the same exact hill probably about ten times. And he'd whip out his laptop and be yeah. typing on the laptop, looking Black at the satellite. Screen, looking at the satellite, because obviously <laughs> he... Because of his supersonic vision, which he established in the beginning that he has. He has bionic eyes. He wasn't, eyes. Yeah, he wasn't which, doing anything. No, he never re-establishes why he has his supersonic vision. Or you know what it reminded does. me of? It reminded me of when the Doctor... 
uh, the 11th Doctor specifically with Sonic something and then look at the Sonic, even though there's clearly no split yeah, There's nothing there. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he can't see the radio yeah. waves coming out of the fucking Sonic No, but that's the thing. With dish. the Doctor, you can at least be like, maybe he's got a psychic connection. Yeah, you know, well, with Neil Breen, what the fuck is he that's doing? The doctor. All we know about Neil Breen is that apparently at some point in the beginning of the film, he got some nice vision uh, implants or something, and which he, help him see and he, things. And he helped save the victims of... Katrina and Katri- yeah, yeah, Katrina. children yeah, yeah. Yeah. threw that in there. Well, because for the this, character all this, the time, and it was so annoying. In order to just randomly say things like, I've got connections with presidents everywhere. I could start and end wars. In order to understand, you need to get into the headspace of this character. This character of Neil Breen, or Adam, whatever. Aaron Ben? Aaron Ben? Something. Aaron whatever the fuck his name was. I think it's Aaron Ben, I'll check. So, to get into the headspace of Aaron, you need to understand post-9-11 America. Oh, and to Aaron Brand. Aaron Brand. And in, and in order to understand Aaron Brand, you need to understand post-9-11 America. Where, you know, he comes across a random old guy with a beard in, in you know, uh, fucking He's Nevada. He's like, well, this guy looks like a terrorist to me. And then, you know, obviously he kills him um, because he looks like a terrorist. Well, so how did he look like a terrorist? He was a white old beard. man. He had a beard. No, because of the beard. He had a beard. Because of the long, white, bushy beard. He was a that white like old an Osama man. Bin hey, man, don't be racist. Yeah, man. Okay, actually, that is um, No brain wasn't racist. <laughs> you know, he also had his guy that looked like George Bush. Um, but in order to understand... Aaron Brand, you need to understand, you know, post 9 11 America, where. <laughs> which is the funniest know, sentence wh- I've ever heard. Wh- wh- which is, it's true though, because, you know, you see the planes flying all the time. He's like, I just saved. This could be a worse disaster than 9 11. Yeah, that CIA agent sa- actually said that. I he was saved, like, this could be worse than 9 11. <laughs> I saved, I saved the victims of Hurricane Katrina. And, you know, 2005, Hur- Hurricane Katrina was happening. 2005, um, you know, 9-11, four years later. So, you know, yeah, yeah. And obviously in, in that version of America, people are a little bit, you know, iffy about anybody that looks like a terrorist and also hurricanes. They're iffy about the hurricanes. Too. Here's my genuine question about this movie. Neil Breen, complete genius, can hack any satellite in the world, mm. has supervision. Surely he, the character, Aaron Brand, Brand Aaron Brand, Surely he could have stopped 9-11. I'm choosing to believe he decided not to. Well, uh, the way that this movie is portraying him as the guy that also orchestrated the terrorist attack, but then pretended to stop it, is, oh my God. is actually paused. behind. Oh my is actually God! Actually behind 9-11 himself. He, 9/11. he did he say did that pause. he could he could start or end any war. He did. So you he know, started you think about, the war on terror. Yeah, exactly. You know, you think about Iraq, you think about Afghanistan, the oil crisis, all of these things, and then that you all think, him. Who would have the governments have turned to in this reality? Aaron Obviously, Brand. Aaron Brand, because he can he can stop and start wars. He's won every matchup. He's won every. He has been awarded oh, every eight of he them. has bioweapons in every major city. Killing, oh, he could kill hundreds of thousands of people. On they the will world. never see him coming. <laughs> no, of course not. This is the man that can walk up to any average human being, rub them up and down like... Oh god! With ah, obvious anthrax. power, with anthrax. That's obviously flower. He will die within five they minutes. Will, <laughs> he walks away. They will die within five minutes <laughs> as oh he gets into god. his Mercedes. But then it's a Porsche. He rents a Porsche for some reason. How did none of them affect him? 
Because at one point he's with the CIA agents and the bag breaks and he's like, you guys, it broke. One. Well, I, do, I did think about that as well because they had this weird Mexican standoff thing where they're all standing, you know, two inches apart. Holding know, machine Holding guns. machine guns and it's supposed to be a dramatic standoff. But then somebody drops the, the flower bag of anthrax. No, I think it's him. I think it's Alan. It is. And he's it's like, Neil. oh, they dropped it. Oh, let's run away. You know, and, run. Then, and, then, and then, you know, the other two bad guys run away and then, you know, he's CIA like, agents, hey, look, yeah. I, I, I did it. I got the bag of anthrax. Yeah, then he calls someone up being like, I got the package. <laughs> I really did not understand the plot at all. Because at some points it seemed like he was using the anthrax as a way to like bust people who were trying to like get it from him to use it for terrorists. Because he did he did like a bust. He took we busted them. Yeah, and he did like, say that. Like, so I, I don't understand how then he then used that same package of anthrax to give to someone else. And Who was the man in black? Yeah. Well, that is, you know, I, but then again, it could have also have been, you know, Adam, 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 whatever the fuck his name is. Or... It was the Green Reaper himself. Yeah, honestly, Alan it wouldn't Brand. surprise me because there were so Alan many references Brand, yeah. to his girlfriend that was that was dead. But he no, but she her. wasn't dead though. Or she but, was. But or was she the, was. We saw her die, and then they they no, laid together know, in the pool. All we know is that we saw a skeleton. A we saw a porn star get shot. <laughs> apparently, okay. there was no bullet wound. Who there was, was the other woman in the car? There was a woman, no, and then at the end of the movie, <laughs> there's a, just this random woman in the car who we can only assume. It's supposed, supposed to, to be. It's yeah. supposed to be the girlfriend, but is in fact a completely different actress uh, of a completely At different the age. Maybe the yeah. they and just bring in a whole new actress. Like, oh yes, this is her. Oh yes, my wife. Yes, I love you, dear. <laughs> and and and, and, and all the while watching this, it just seems like this is like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. This is the dream that Hunter S. Thompson had while tripping on acid and fucking whatever god knows else oh you know what I, i've not I, I mean you've told me that i've seen fear and Loathing in las vegas you have a couple that. of times actually you have you've yes. seen it twice yeah. i have zero recollection of okay it. so the first time you ever saw fear and Loathing in las vegas was when we were in bournemouth together we watched it with laura um all three of us tripping on acid completely like a high dose of acid two yeah and a half it times, was two taps yeah I, I, the only thing I remember from that night was Spider-Man. All I remember was that, you know, you know, we were all tripping on acid and, you know, we watched that movie. And uh, it's a great movie. It should only be watched when you're tripping on acid. Um, but then when did we watch it? Because I, I, I remember watching it with, with, D- with you. DMT. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I have literally zero recollection. Uh, basically, but... just Johnny Depp and Gilmer, De- uh, not Gilmer, uh, Benicio Del Toro on Tony acid. McGuire's in it? Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, okay. he's in it for a couple scenes. Uh, just tripping on acid for basically two hours, and it's great. It's a well, wonderful well, movie. I it's based do. on real events. If you can tell me if there's a, a right place to do it, I want to take Double Down and insert it into Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. You easily, you probably easily could because it's like it would be the fever fever dream of what yeah. Hunter. Yeah. So if there's an easy cut I can make, I want to put this entire ninety minute movie scenes of of him going through Las Vegas and him no going the entire the movie Mojave Desert the entire movie they splice the two together. It would be a fever trip. A fever yeah. dream of a movie. Honestly, it probably wouldn't um, change much because of how much random shit is in such It would change anyway. a lot of Fear and Loving in Las Vegas. Yeah, it wouldn't it change would. much of this. It though. would. Yeah. It would be indistinguishable. You'd be like, oh, there's just a bunch more of random... Oh, Johnny Depp's in this. Oh, my God. <laughs> <What's going> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the budget on I this still don't increase. know what's happening. Wow. Also, so the version we watched of this was in 480p. Yeah. If it was 35mm, though, how was no. the quality so bad? 
Did he make well, it bad to fit the stock footage? No, if it was if it was shot in thirty five millimeter film, it would have been four by three. No, so, no, no. I mean, like the actual quality. Like it was, it was four eighty p. Yeah, yeah. Which is four by three. Well, so, well so no, because you, you know, can get high quality four by three. Yeah, of course you can, but it, it it is filmed in higher quality and then made into four by. Oh, right. Yeah, bad transfer. So, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, in order to get the quality that we saw in this, it was shot in four by three and produced in four by three, released in four by three. So it's like. It was just bad. Yeah. It was just bad quality. It's like, obviously, if it's a stylistic choice, um, you know, the Lighthouse, 16 millimeter. Justice Which is basically 4x3, but just a little bit different. It's probably a budget That's in 4x3. Well, obviously, Lighthouse had a bigger budget and it was better. Although that wasn't 4x3. No, 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 it wasn't. It was... Do you think it was cropped then? Probably. Okay, okay. Which is another reason why the quality was... Yeah, that makes sense. Because if you fucking crop into 4x3... Yeah, you're not gonna get great quality out of that. You're gonna get. Let's talk about the scene where he, where his wife dies, and Which he's one? <laughs> the one where in the pool. In the, oh yeah, he yeah. Oh, one of the first. He's like, yeah. yeah, and he's completely naked, ah! and she's oh in God, just yeah. her she, wait, no, That was fucking hilarious because she was lying there like that, face down, <laughs> and, and then she was there with him lying there. So we we have this we have this theory that she, that he was dead throughout the entire movie. This is just a like you know yeah. his last moments head coming but also at the same time on the production wise of this i just can't help but imagine right i just think of the actresses throughout this entire film i i picture i keep picturing every single one of these actresses they all look so and i'm like i'm like i'm like these are all very attractive women right and they all look very uncomfortable throughout you the know entire what? Film. here's what would make sense if they if he was dead the entire time if he was dead i reckon the actual aaron brand was a nobody complete zero and then in his moments of death he was a desert walker he, no in his in his moments of death he was like i wish i was the best man in the world i wish <laughs> yes. i'd won every I award genius i was i was the man i the could end and to. start any war but obviously you know that's just speculation but then we think but then we think about it through the terms of production line, yeah right and you know you look at the the actresses involved in this um the actors, absolute nobodies who can't act for anything. Um, but the actresses, for instance, also can't act for anything. But one thing that we can notice about them is that they are all, uh, uh, how would you say, attractive, attractive uh, by conventional standards. So they all had breasts. They all had, you know, you know. There was not they, a single flat-chested no actress no, in this entire production, know, and, and all of them had a very certain quality that made them look like porn stars. So all I can wonder is, you went to Las Vegas and you, you you decided to film something. So you decided to pick up a bunch of hookers off the side of the street and said, "Oh my God, we're what if film what if a movie? What if that was it? What if that was why they were all no. uncomfortable? What if it was I, they weren't porn stars? They were just they were actually all just hookers and they I were doubt, uncomfortable I, on camera. I refuse to believe the wife was because that would mean he was like, "Hey, not only do I want to." invite you to shoot this film with me but i want to take you into the middle of the desert to and film you, and you really don't believe that that could have happened i, I, genuinely I think she believe would have that could i have think happened. she would have been thought she was in danger and she would have called the place and then i think about it's las vegas and their hookers so i Was think however much happens. however much they yeah, were paid not, which not... was probably thousands of dollars 
they were probably fine with it. But not suicide hookers. No, of course not. But a guy shows up with a fucking, you know, nice camera and, you know, a whole film production crew, which apparently they have. This isn't just a guy. This no. is Neil Green. Neil Green, <laughs> you know, and, and he shows up with a camera. They're probably used to doing a couple of pornos yeah, here and there. That's no. probably fine. It's 2005. They were probably like, well, you, you don't want me naked? Yeah, no. And he's just like, no. Well, maybe for one or two scenes. I'll be naked at least. I just yeah. want you to kiss right? me. Yeah, and the kisses, which were the most uncomfortable, like literally, like the room. We talk about the room. Yeah. The room God. had more comfortable making love scenes and, and kissing scenes than this did. It so did. this is what what leads me to believe that this entire film, like, that all the females were just, they didn't know what was going on. See, I actually just... believe that. They they have to, because if there were porn stars, I feel like they would have been better. They would have been more more comfortable. More, more comfortable. So they, I, I feel like these it, are... But it would have been cheaper for them to just pick up random, random hookers, hookers in, off Las the in Las Vegas. Because <laughs> right, right. that's the point of Las Vegas. I'll tell you what, I'll check the IMDb quick. I'll find out who plays his wife, and I'll see if she's ever been in anything else. I, I will guarantee you that she's probably been in maybe two other films. And they're probably both directed by Neil Breen. She has been in nothing else. I have. Does anyone know what her character's name could have been? No, no. we no. There's no. Okay, no. I think I found it. I mean, there's a character called Bride. Would she be Bride? No, no. The Bride was the the woman who was who was pretended to be oh, shot. Oh, you're you're actually you are yeah. correct. Yeah. Who would she be? She would be Adams Allen's. I Ad- see someone called Megan. Is it possible she was a Megan? She looked like she could have been a Megan. Why would none of the characters ever refer okay. to her by their names? Okay, okay. If she was Megan, then this would indeed be the only film she's ever been in. <laughs> How interesting that might be. How interesting. <laughs> if okay. What do we say? What do we say? He picked up a bunch of hookers and he and he and he starred them in his movie. Because okay, the the bride has been in two films. <laughs> both directed by Neil Breen. No. No. But the other one also looks terrible. <laughs> okay. So, you have the bride, who was obviously one of the women who he accidentally assassinated, or pur- purposefully assassinated. Or didn't, because again, she didn't know she was alive. She could have suicided herself, maybe, in the middle of the head yeah. with a shotgun. Um, but I would, I would almost certainly say, without almost a shadow of a doubt, that his wife was played by a very uncomfortable hooker. Who didn't I, I, feel comfortable getting completely naked because they weren't paying her enough. I've, and, I've found an argument towards yeah. this. I've just looked through and almost every single actor in this film has only appeared in this film. Including all the I males. honestly think he just picked up a bunch of random people in that. <laughs> yeah, because dude, okay, so imagine this, right? You're back in 2005, um, you know, digital film is becoming big, oh, I just imagine becoming that. big action films you know the whole the whole you know movie scene is becoming big and you're in las vegas you're on vacation you're walking around you're enjoying the strip god you know, i wish you could maybe, see Hector. you may be picking up a couple of you may be picking up a couple of hookers and then this guy drives by and he's in a mercedes granted it's a few years old uh but he's got a camera crew and he says hey wouldn't you like to be the next big star of hollywood and you say hell yeah <laughs> of course you do because you know you're just a random guy on I'm just a random guy. I want to be a superstar. Of course. So, you know, you get in the car in the Mercedes, right? And then he keeps driving. And he pulls up next to this hooker and you're like, well, that's a hooker. And then, of course, you know, Neil Breen is like, hey, do you want to be the next big star of Hollywood? And she's like, 
Well, hell yeah, I do. Well, that's a, yeah, little, that's that's a little bit go. better than being a, a hooker on the strip in Las Vegas. So, you know, there you and the hooker go. You're in the car uh, going I'm, through Las Vegas. I've, I've just Yeah, I've just checked through, like, most of the actors' IMDb's. And hilariously, it seems like the one who's been in the most films and thus had the most successful career is the actor who played the little girl. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably a child actor. It's it's not her fault. Yeah, that she was. It's her parents' fault because I've 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 been there before, where it's like you know you're 13 years old and your parents are trying to get you an interview with the agent or something like that, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna put you in the next biggest film, and the next biggest film's name is Double Down, <laughs> and obviously it's a con. The film doesn't make any money, um, but this also this also plays into our theory that you picked up loads of random people because you wouldn't yeah. be able to pick up a random child to no. do this. No, you'd have to get a child actor. Yeah. For this, but could you pick up random adults off? The well, streets? remember how many child actors were in this? It was three at least. Yeah, it was, I would say three. That was half yeah. the budget. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but the casting was also he done promised by the millions. Neil Breen. <laughs> you know, the casting was done by Neil Breen. So all I can imagine from this oh casting call. Holy shit, you're right. He literally yeah. just went around and went into a people. room. The, oh my he, God. Casting was done by Neil Breen. So he obviously put out a call in Las Vegas and he said, we need actors, we need child actors. Come on, your child's going to be the next big star of Hollywood. And the parents, nonetheless wiser, were like, yeah, do you think? Do you think people auditioned for this film? I think the child actors auditioned for this film. I don't think anybody else right, auditioned In that for case, this film. another question, follow-up question. Do you think they were the first child actors to audition? Like, the first people who walked in, he was like, you're hired. I think, more than anything, they were probably the only <laughs> child actors to audition for this film. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that is, that is his, his, his an interesting question, because be, be, we're, we're now ranting. We're now ranting about this. Let's, I know, let's move on from the rant, so let's make this something more interesting. No, I need, to, I need to finish it, boys. I'm very tired. Okay, right. I, I let's wrap this drink. up. Let's wrap this up with something simple. It's going to be a short episode, but you know what? You've missed us. So here it is. How do you think, if you could rewind the clocks and you could go back, how do you think you could help him make this an actually decent film with his concept? I'll let you answer that first, Bradley, because my, I think I think my answer is, is a little bit more technical. Tech, no. No? I think it's a little bit more critical. As in, what, like, what oh. areas of this actually technically need improvement? All right, all right, all right. I'll, 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 I will say this. Mm. The stock footage removal. Yeah, of course. But with what he's got, one, he needs better actors, mm. including himself, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> but two, I do think with a script we want, I mean, let's be honest, this isn't the first one we've seen which stars the best man in the world, by any means. Yeah. Like... With a few squid rewrites, this I don't know. It could have somewhat worked Dude, if it was a if it was a college film. If it was like some kids <laughs> also like remember, first. Also remember, this is I saw this is better. I saw. Hint, well. uh, hint. No shade thrown, but I've seen produce better films. I'm gonna have to censor his name. Yes, censor censor that. But, the, but I've well, seen agree, a guy that we we used to go to college with produce better Mr. Bean films. Don't censor that part because oh, well. nobody will know that. But he also did a Doctor Who fan. Did film. a Doctor Who fan film, but and I could have done better. <laughs> so so you know your advice: get better actors. Um, get best script. So 35 millimeter film. Great stylistic choice. You know, no 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 shade thrown there. Hell, I um, could have even worked with the desert. 
You know, the desert, like, yeah, it's great. He got the permission of the fucking National Park of the Mojave Desert or some shit like that. That's no Do you think he thing. got that after the fact? Perhaps. <laughs> he did say special thanks too, but the Mojave mm. Desert is a very big place, so... Yeah. The, 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 special the, thanks uh, to the Mojave Desert. You know, <laughs> the idea that some <laughs> National Park ranger was patrolling this remote part of the desert and said, hey, mate, you can't film me. Special, special thanks to I don't the think United that States happened. Special thanks to Las Vegas. But, so, so, you know, you, you think that you'd help him on this, on this you know... Um, I would have looked over the script for him, yeah. You know, yeah, of course. I would have said, as a filmmaker, I would have said, don't make this film, go home, and never, ever put your mind to making another piece of media ever again. That's where I think you should be wrong. Well, go ahead, because I guarantee the next few films that we're going to watch made by this guy are going to be no better. They're going to be no more creative. They're not going to be any more... That part's not technically however, advanced. However, however, and hear me out. Remember, when was this produced? You produced this in 2005. So on today's standards, we watch this and we think, oh, generic, really crappy. However, think back, 2005. Okay. This no, might have been somewhat of an original early it's, on idea. It's, it's true, but then I would then say, let's compare it to his uh, 2021 or 2018 film, which I can almost guarantee you will be of no more better standard. Oh, and look, here's what I'm going to say. Double down, 2005. Here's, here's what I'm going to say for you, Neil, because we know you're listening. We know this. Uh, Besides pa- the other few listeners that we have in Poland or wherever the fuck it is. Yes, from. yes, yes. <laughs> Alright, Neil. This is part one of our Neil Bean retrospective. We are going to visit all your films. Yeah. Here's my genuine, you know, opinion. Even though this film is bad. And don't get me wrong, Neil. This is a terrible, terrible film. <laughs> this is an awful an movie. But I need you to hear me out, Neil. I do genuinely believe that you have shown passion. Yeah. This clearly isn't just a product. No. This is a film made from the heart. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And because of that, I disagree with my co-host Daniel no. when he says that you shouldn't make I, this film. I, you should have made this film. No, I, do you know the thing is, right? Should have made it better. You should have made it better, but yeah. you should have made it on the best. I, I actually, I agree. It is made off of passion, right? There was obvious, obviously love of some sort, no matter how twisted and how strange it was put into this film yeah there was some love there it should have had tlc tender love and care yes it seemed to have just had tea <laughs> yeah yeah it was just tender um so tender. so and titties. i i i know i agree there was obviously love there was dedication and there was some time no matter how short put into it no matter how many of your films oh were that's that's a no good question how, how many, many how many days do you think this was shot well about? this is the thing no matter how many of your shots were shot in the exact same location mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of the dialogue scenes shot behind the same blue background that were obviously the same sky in the same location in the Mojave Desert. The amount of shots we used. Yeah. Not even just a stock footage, just actual yeah. light. So, there was some good. There were some good intentions put into this film. Yeah. However, I would almost, you know, use that as a factor to say, don't ever fucking make another film ever again because please look at any other film ever produced and then compare it to your own your logical brain should be able to make the decision for yourself theory the only film neil breen had seen before he made double down was the room <laughs> yeah that's, that's and he thing. and he thought it was the best film no no not even that he was just like this is how films are supposed to be made yeah yeah <laughs> In fact, him and Tommy Wiseau are actually close friends. Like, Alright, but here's not... why I do think he's better than Tommy. 
Because while the nil is spectacular, I've got to ask you boys. Have you ever seen The Neighbours? Have you ever seen Best Fiends? No. Those are Tommy Wiseau's other projects. And guess what? They're awful. Yeah. Not the room awful. Actually They're awful. awful. They're not yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Because what Tommy did, it's the same things that uh, it's the same thing that James Nguyen did with Birdemic. Yeah. He saw what made the room popular, and he was like, "Okay, people, yeah, people are laughing at this, not with this. Yeah. I'm just gonna continue making really bad stuff." Yeah, oh, no. Birdemic, James Nguyen's Birdemic, mm. hilarious. We Genuinely, watch that. we will watch that eventually. One of the funniest films ever, ever made. Birdemic two. <laughs> fucking painful yeah here's how bad it is and how much James yeah. Nguyen copied oh, actually, himself before, before you say this, this what you're what you're describing reminds me really strongly of something that Corey showed us I remember watching mm. it while you were there and I remember you and me sharing the same reaction what was it it was something about sharks Sharknado no it was in a house yeah there's a scene in Sharknado where they end up in the house no it wasn't Sharknado it was something else um, what was it oh it was <laughs> Shark like in the, the shark, house. The shark was in the house <laughs> no, and it was, it was chasing people. It, it would jump out of the pipes and then eat them. You were there. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it came out of the toilet was, at one yeah, point. Yeah, it came out of the toilet. Um, it was like... It was like... Shark... wasn't Sharknado. Maybe it was just Shark House. It was something with Shark in the title. I mean, in my, in, my, in my So Bad It's Good you know, documentary from college, I literally did a whole bit on Sharknado and yeah. then did a whole bit showing how many bad movies have sharks in. Yeah. There's loads. Yeah, quite a lot. There's a movie called Sharktopus. Yeah. Yeah. It's because oh, they all tried to copy oh, Jaws. Oh, oh, it's almost, it's almost on the tip of my tongue. What was it? Was I'm it sure Sharknado? it was Shark House. It was Shark... Sharkageddon? Sharkageddon? I don't know. I know it's I not remember, Jurassic Shark. I remember the one that you're talking about and I think we were very intoxicated watching it which is probably no it's called remember. house shark house shark yeah yes yeah it was this. yeah it was fucking awful but it wasn't funny awful it was like they were purposefully trying yeah. to make yeah. it like bad funny here's how yeah with birdemic 2 so the first one unintentionally hilarious the third one the, the second one even he he tries so badly to copy the success from the first one that the first i want to say six minutes of the film a pretty much a direct shot for shot remake of Birdemic yeah, One. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I ever heard about sh- uh, about Birdemic was from I Hate Everything. Um, yeah, you know he went downhill a little bit. I disagree. The years, but... He didn't go downhill. He's, well, he just he, stopped making. Yeah, exactly. He just he, just, he, he, he moved. Off. He kind of moved away from YouTube. Yeah, I found it. Did it, was, he... it was this. You, we'll watch it after. Like, we'll where watch did, it. Where, did, did he, he go anywhere, or did he just? Um, yeah. So the the from what I know about I Hate Everything. So he suffered a lot with uh, anxiety and shit, mm. and he had some like stalkers essentially, some people like getting really personal. Yeah. Um, but he is still technically active in the sense that he has a podcast with uh, uh, Your Movie Sucks and oh, yeah. Ralph the Movie Maker. Yeah. Your Movie Sucks, by the way, that's how I found out about Black Yeah, Black. yeah. Yeah, I remember Your Movie Sucks. Yeah, I think I think I hate everything. Like he's he's how I found out about The Room. Like, yeah. All, all the classic yeah. bad movies. But yeah, they all have a podcast together called Sardonicast, which I do okay. listen to frequently. I do it's really cool. enjoy it. It's good, it's yeah. good to know that they're doing good. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I, I thought that he had just stopped, like, period. And then just never no, he, he releases a video, like, maybe twice a year now. 
Which is a shame. I wish you'd do more. But I kind of understand it based on where the YouTube community has gone and yeah. where you know people have gone with YouTube in general. But that's you know a whole different topic for a whole different time. Yeah, very um, much so. But yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, going back to it, double down, down double, whatever the fuck you call double it, double down by Neil Breen. You know, yeah, there was some semblance of passion and love there. Very much there was so. some, you know, a concept. There was a concept there. Yeah. Um, however, if I had been, like, the first person to see that movie afterwards and said, you know, Neil, oh. this is my genuine take on this, I would say, never make another movie again. Try your try your your hand at something different. I hate Sweet. to reference uh, Jack and Jill, the Adam Sandler film, yeah. but there's a bit where, um, I think it's Al Pacino, has made a donut commercial and it's really embarrassing and as soon as it finishes he looks to Adam Sandler and he's just like I want this footage destroyed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone ever sees it I will find out and I will kill them <laughs> yeah. so that's that's what I would say to Neil if it's you know 2005 we've just got off the cutting room floor and you know he asked for my genuine opinion I would say just stop Please think about what you're doing and what it's going to do to the community. Think about what you're going to do. Think of the children. Think about these poor children. Think about these poor porn stars, hookers, whatever. And think about what it's going to do to them, their families, and everybody else involved. And please never do it again. Because this is an atrocity of filmmaking. I'm I'm literally not saying that I could produce anything better. But I also, at the same time, am saying I could produce something 100% better and I could film it. What you're definitely not saying is that you could produce something worse. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could produce something worse. Even if you tried. Even if I tried it. I, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, but that's my point. That's what's so beautiful about So Bad It's Good. Mm. That's why Birdemic 2... And tell me why Sorry's Feet can because they weren't trying. Because they yeah, tried, they try, exactly. They yeah, tried they to make tried it bad. They tried to make something, they tried to make they something. Didn't, they didn't yeah. try to yeah. make it bad. Yeah. No, 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 no. Birdemic 2 and Tell Me Why Sorry's projects after the world oh, right, yeah, have yeah. tried to yeah. make it bad. Yeah. But that's what's Whereas, beautiful about Neil Breen's feature films. Yeah, I would say that. Is that it didn't try to make it bad. Yeah. And, that, and that's what makes it beautiful. And I, I promise you, because yeah, you haven't seen his other films yet, I have. At no point does he... Uh, uh, it's a weird to use the word in this term, but he never sells out. You can really tell that everything he makes does come with passion. Yeah, yeah. No, fair play to the guy, man. Like, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, as much shit as we'd, we'd give the film... Uh, yeah, I have no hate towards you, yeah, no, absolutely. As, as much hate as we'd, you know, give towards any of the other production that he's done, it's like, I mean, well, it's a lot more than most people can say about whatever the fuck... Yeah, and we had a ton of fun. Of. You know, I had a ton of fun at yeah, this. I can't speak to... for Hector. Yeah, no, no, no. If I you was had... cringing the whole way through, but it was a great journey. Yeah, I would, I would say that uh, if you know, I, I, I hope that the next ones that he makes, hopefully, we see at least some semblance of improvement from prior ones. You will at least see his testicles in one of them. Oh well, that sounds well, amazing. We did yeah. see a, a quick shot of his testicles we as did. he's floating next to his That's apparently true. dead wife. Well, he might also be dead. We'll never know. You will never it's, know. There's the questions, you know, that's actually, you know, that is one thing that I will give credit to is that, you know, you come out of most films nowadays, you're like, well, that was what that film was about. Now, yeah. when you come out of, out of Double Down, you watch it and you think, well, 
I have so many questions. I don't know what it was about. I don't really think I want to know what it was about. But at the same time, at least I'm asking questions. Yeah. Which is more than I can say for most things. Yeah, which shows that you care. At least I care. Yeah. That, I think, is an excellent place to end it and yeah, i agree because yeah. we don't we, we, i don't know how long the edit will be but we've recorded for 56 minutes talking yeah, about double which, down which is you know yeah almost an hour talking about yeah one and i i do yeah, promise the audience i can't one. promise when the next ones will come but this is part one of a five-part retrospective yeah. on the career of neil Breen. neil Breen. yep and, Thank uh, you for listening to episode yeah. 21 of Nevergreen Podcast. We're sorry we've been gone for a while, but yeah, we'll try we, and come back. We did. Uh, I mean, the last one is it wasn't that long. Well, we also, the, no, the, but we also lost an episode. We did lose an episode, yeah. But also prior to that, that, that was like a huge gap. That was like a one year gap. No. No, he, no, no, no. It means Prior to that, we've shot. No, no, he means before episode 19. Yeah. Oh, yeah, before I was there. Which, yeah, huge gap. That was like a one year. I mean, in the time, and quick plug, uh, in the time since we recorded our last episodes, I've started, me, Bradley, has started a new podcast with a couple of friends. Not to replace this one, completely different subject matter. It's a, it's a podcast as a script writer where yeah, I do we some do comedy scripts. Well, you very... started a new podcast with Tom. We haven't released any of it because it's actually subject matter that should never be heard by anybody ever. And if anybody does hear it, it will end both of our lives completely. Well, that's his choice. Just, but it is. I don't even want to describe how awful this this stuff is, man. This is nonsensical. This is from the deepest, darkest parts of our hearts. So you shouldn't check it out. Whatever you do, don't check out the Moose and Camel Midnight Podcast. Whatever you do, Moose and Camel. Yeah, don't check that. Moose and Camel Midnight Podcast. Don't check it out. But you Moose should... Moose and Camel Midnight Podcast. Don't check it out. But you should check out... No, no, you sh- Not yours, not yours. But you, you should, should yeah. check out A Week in Writing. We have got four episodes out now. I've already written my script for the fifth. It's a fun, kooky podcast where me and two of my friends from uni write short scripts and make each other laugh. Whatever and you, you should also check out, no, just kidding, I'm not going to pre- place any sponsorship in here, but what you should check out is the end of this episode. So good night, everyone, and farewell. And good luck. Good luck. Yeah, best of luck to everybody out there. This Bye, has Neil. Been Josh Phipps, Hector, and Bradley. Sign up. Check out a weekend wine. Don't do it!